the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on KAME 1075. Welcome to the CHS Coaches Show. I'm your host, Tony Landry, along with uh, uh, Coach uh, Scott Watney, uh, AD also. Uh, of course, the CHS Coaches Show can be heard every Monday night during the football season and uh, until, the, uh, until January every Monday night, and then uh, every other week to the end of the school year. Of course, the CHS Coaches Show is brought to you in part by Armitar Jewelry, Gulf America Wild Rope, Romero's Power Sports, Sestia Wealth Management, The Landscape Ranch, Freeman's Furniture, Allstate Credit, R&R Glass, Coca-Cola, Hennigan Team Dentistry, the UPS Store, Catholic High School, Mustin Patu, United Companies, B&L Engine Repair, and Seahorse Manufacturing. We're here at the studios of Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240 at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is closed. And you can listen to the CHS Coaches Show while it's streaming on the Internet at www.kane1240.com. And you can listen to Kane Radio on the FM dial at 107.5. Also, if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa, play Kane 1240, and she will. Well, Coach, uh, finally got that anvil off your back with a well-earned victory of 44-18 over the Eunice Bobcats. And Panthers scored in every quarter and set the pace by having Luke Landry roll out and and opened up the passing lanes with regard to uh, adding to the running attack. Panthers rush for 221 yards, throw for another 137 with your young quarterback going uh, 10 out of 15 and two TDs. It was just a great night for homecoming crowd. And by the way, they were entertained with that 44-18 win. And uh, going into the game, what did you feel uh, What was going to work for you that night? Yeah, I mean, I, I think more than anything, you, you finally got a chance to see what I've been – I guess banging at the front door with with our team is that this is what we were capable of doing. Um, I'll say that this has kind of really started not just obviously on that Friday night. It's kind of we, we, we've seen and we've talked on the radio a couple times, you know, we've seen glimpses of and flashes of certain kids, um, you know, whether it be offensive line play or whether it be guys like Javon Brown or even Luke Landry or Jack Chauvin or Jaden Mitchell or Chris Green. And, you know, you can kind of name a number of guys where you've seen like, man, if they could just put some of these things together in a game, that this could be a pretty successful football team. And um, I think, you know, really the, 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 the Parkview Baptist score before halftime was one of those moments of, all right, oof, we, you know, we can score a touchdown. And we could score a touchdown throwing the ball. And then you moved into Erath and you saw, you know, first play of the game, the flea flicker, and the fact that we were able to kind of march down the field right before the end of the game and go get a quick score on the field. You know, and obviously we walked into Leesville, and that was kind of like a buzzsaw with, you know, the foray, the don't have to, you know, uh, substitute guys. They got a really good running back. And, you know, we just really couldn't get anything, you know, from a line of scrimmage standpoint, resetting the line of scrimmage. But I thought we saw over the course of the last four weeks something that could materialize into being what it was on Friday. Um, there was, you know, I mean, I had probably multiple people say, Coach, I mean, what a what a great game plan you put together and, and, and play calling. I'm like, well, I mean, it's the same plays that we've been running the last four weeks. It just is that we executed it well. You know, um, we're in our fifth week with the continuity of our offensive line intact. You know, I know we talked on the radio show before. You know, it was, I think, Opelousas Catholic. We had made a big change with Thomas Boyer moving from center uh, and going to quick guard. And then we moved Drew Desimo from that guard position to, to center. 
we took Connor Segur, who was that sixth offensive lineman, and made him our tight end. So, you know, that's a four-week or five-week stretch of, like, those guys in that you know, in their position and not moving, not getting replaced, not having somebody else, you know, just that continuity up front, which is so key, you know, in, in this sport is those guys working together. And, I mean, they really, you know, a lot of credit goes to, you know, Luke managing the game and throwing touchdowns and guys catching the ball and, and scoring touchdowns. Javon Brown ran like a maniac. Um, but really the offensive line, to me, was the unsung hero because without those guys creating – you know, is is much protection for Luke, and then more importantly, creating holes uh, for Javon and the rest of our backfield to to run through. Uh, it wouldn't have been possible. So, you know, like I said, I think this has been kind of, you know, it's taken a lot longer than I would have I would have anticipated it to be. But nonetheless, it at least happened on a Friday night. The homecoming atmosphere was electric. Um, the whole week was fantastic. Uh, but I mean, you know, th- this was literally out of the head coach's mouth to Eunice. Uh, I go to meet him at, you know, midfield and I say, Hey coach, how you doing? We shake hands. He goes, coach, is this how it is every Friday night? And I had to laugh at him. I had to chuckle. I said, I'll be honest with you, buddy. I really don't know the answer to that. I said, because for two years, I haven't even seen it this way. Just your first experience is my first experience of it. I said, but you know, uh, th- this is, this was an awesome atmosphere. I mean, he was like, coach, can we come back here next year? You know, the field was immaculate. Coach Jordan and coach Brew did a great job. Um, I mean, we get compliments on our on our playing surface every time that somebody comes over. They think it's more like turf than it is grass. Um, you know, we did a couple extra things in the end zone with CHS and put Panthers. The Panther head looked great. Um, you know, the environment that was put together with the the band and you know the dancing with the stars revealed. There just were so many things that were going on. It was it was it was true in my opinion, which is why I I decided I wanted to come to Catholic High. True Catholic High putting together a a, a whole group of people or community of coming together um, spirit of what Catholic high is. And, and, you know, and then we capped it off with a great victory and, and, and against a quality team and a four eighteen that we desperately needed to get a win again. So it was just all in all, I mean, it's kind of hard to say anything negative about it because it was just such an awesome night. I, I bumped into Javon Brown after the game and I told him, I know you're tired, but I would have worked you a lot more tonight <laughs> than you got. I said, and you know, if he just gets a little hole he gets a, a step or two going. He's tough to bring down. No, I is. mean, at 240, 250 pounds. And uh, I, I was teasing him. I said, I over you where you'd have even a better sleep yeah. tonight. Yeah, I know. I overworked you even more. But he did. I think uh, in my stats here, he carried the ball uh, uh, I had here, I think, 14 times maybe for 90-something yards, I do believe. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at the stat right sheet. Now. Yeah, 14, yeah, 14 for, 95. for 95 yards. And uh, Christopher Green had a good uh, what was it an end around you? Uh, yeah, it was on? just it was just a um, you know we had and, and really that that's kind of been our biggest woe I guess you could say offensively is our inability to get to the edge. You know, Jaden Mitchell was able to do so against Erath. If you remember, we handed a couple jet sweeps to him, and he had some big yards off of it. But you know, I mean, we tried doing it at Parkview Baptist. We thought we had numbers, and we did. We had four versus there too, but we wound up not doing a great job, and they wound up you know stoning us on a fourth down. Um, you know, and then finally, you know, we, we, we put a different, we, we put something new in where we, you know, you, traditionally our toss play has been just to our, our fullback or our running back, really. We just have him, he's labeled as the F, but, um, we added Chris Green, you know, I mean, he's got such long strides. So we, we added a plus player to it, the way that their defense was playing. We needed that running back to be a lead block. Um, and Chris hit it in stride. It was a great pitch, and he went for about, you know, I know he had two for 38, but I want to say probably on that one, 
I want to say he got close to almost all his his rushing yards yeah, on he, just on that first play. Yeah, it seemed like the other play might have been a negative yard. Yeah, it wasn't play. anything. Yeah. Um, but I, but but it it's what it's kind of what opened everything up. Those overhang players played a little bit softer on the edge, um, and then it really forced the integrity of that defense uh, within the between the tackles to, you know kind of get back on their heels a little bit and that really opened up all of our you know power game our our counter game you know we, we ran a ton if people didn't see you know I'm, i've been trying to tell people like no we don't run the traditional wing tee but we ran tackle trap a hell of a lot the other night we ran true trap which are two staple plays in the wing tee um you know so we're kind of getting to it in different ways but uh I mean, those were successful plays for us. And, you know, like I said, it, it's kind of easy to call plays when you got guys that are just moving the line of scrimmage as well as they did. So, um, you know, hats off to our whole offensive line. But I really thought everything was predicated off of that first snap, you know, with, with Chris getting a big explosive play. And that's what we've been missing over the course of the two years here has been explosive plays. And we've been finding ways to find, you know, explosive plays throughout the course. Of, even, you know, even in our four losses, we still had things where it was like, man, we hadn't done that before, you know. So um, overly proud of our guys. Uh, they deserved this. They've been working their tails off for this moment, um, you know, and we've been preaching that everything that they want is still out in front of them. Um, I didn't think that we'd be a one-and-four team in the first five weeks. I, I thought we'd be, you know, two-and-three. You know, two and three probably at worst. You know, three and two probably at best. Um, but it is what it is. We, you know, we started off zero and four, and so, but we got one big win that we desperately needed. I mean, did did it change a lot for us? I mean, just from a confidence standpoint, you could see the excitement in our kids' eyes. You could see the excitement in the community. Um, but it also changed power rankings. You know, we went from twenty-five to now. I think we're at fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so I mean, that, that I mean, it's a you know, it was a huge PowerPoint uh, week for us. And, um, you know, if we can continue this win streak, you know, we'll just see our, ourselves climb the rankings pretty quickly. Uh, what I did like, Coach, uh, was to take – I guess uh, Luke Landry's ankle's much better right now too because seeing him roll out and run a little bit, he showed a little giddy up. And mm-hmm. uh, it also put a lot of pressure on the defense and the cornerbacks. Yeah. And also the linebackers, uh, whether they should drop back or pick him up. And he showed good judgment during the night. He was 10 out of 15 for yeah. a buck 37, two TDs. And that catch by Jack Chauvin in the south that end was, zone. Oof, that was pretty, uh, that, huh? That was, that was major league. Well, and that's, and that's kind and of the, the other. too, for that No, for, absolutely. I mean, that, and that's kind of one of the messages that we've been talking about. You know, I had, a, I had a pretty candid conversation with my buddy Javon Brown under the goalpost at practice on Tuesday and just said, you know, buddy, we ain't getting everything that we, like, we need to get out of you. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, we built this whole offense around a guy like you. And you ain't running the way that I need you to be running, and you're not playing D line. I mean, we've had, we kind of had to have some uh, pull to the side. Coach Watnick talks with some guys to say, like, it's time to start showing up. And, you know, big time players make big time plays in big time games. Sure. And, you know, Jack showed, you know, you got to have that. You know, at the end of the day, you got to have guys do that. Um, Luke made a great ball. Uh, or threw a great ball and Jack made a great adjustment on it. I mean, it was it was a, a great adjustment on it. It wasn't like it was a poorly thrown ball. It was where the ball needed to be at according to where the receiver, I mean, the DB was because he was trying to undercut it and Jack just, you know, snagged it out of the air. And, I mean, it was kind of, you know, one of those moments that you, you, you have in a game where it's like, all right, this is about to be a good one. You could just tell. You could just feel it. Um, I like the way our kids responded, though. You know, we go down – and uh, we get we put seven points on the board, and they marched down the field pretty methodically. You know, the good thing is, is like I kept telling Coach O, look, if we got a wing tee 
team having to throw the football. We're going to have a good chance of winning this football game. So, you know, it's just not in who they are to just continue to just keep throwing verticals and keep throwing quick outs and everything like that to go win you a football game. So, we, you know, we go back and we get seven. You know, they go down and score six, and then we just kind of unleash in the second quarter. We score 20 uh, pretty easily. Um, but I'll tell you, the play of the game for me, more than anything else, which we've talked about on the on the show of being conserv- being risk-taking and then being conservative when need to be, was when we took the points for the field goal. You know, probably everybody thought in that moment when we came out of halftime, we drove down the length of the field, we kind of stalled out, obviously, right – uh, inside the the tight zone, or you know, basically five and in, um, and we had a decision to make on whether or not we were going to go forward on fourth, and we we had a substantial lead at that point. It was twenty seven to six, um, but I decided that I thought points were more important. Uh, kind of learned our lesson from previous games. Every time we've gone forward on fourth down, we've kind of you know the wave of momentum. I got the the replaying in my mind on coming out of halftime at Parkview really laying an egg, throwing an interception for a touchdown, coming out at Erath and, you know, stalling and then giving the ball back to them. They score, and then we get the turnover on kickoff return. So I was like, you know, more than anything else, we need points. And we need to trust our kicker, too, as well, to, to, to put three on the board. And, and we did that, and I thought that that was huge for us um, from a maturity standpoint and kind of learning from our mistakes in the past of, of taking what was given to us. And um, I thought that was huge, you know, a huge play in a game that probably gets out probably gets over or underlooked or overlooked however way you want to look at it um that was desperately needed in that moment and then we kind of just continued you know doing what we were doing in the first half the remainder of the game well you ran f- uh four minutes and 21 seconds off the clock yeah and when you took the kickoff and even though you got only three points that's a lot of time no that, that no that's exactly right and uh basically getting down to uh inside the the five-yard line, so right at the five uh, to kick the field goal. And then yep. uh, they come back and score to make it 32-12. Uh, of course, yep. they try to go for a two-point, I uh, think, conversion, and uh, they weren't successful. And then you get the kickoff back and march down the field again and uh, get a touchdown. I think at one time, Coach, I don't know, just I'm trying to recall, uh, you were seven for eight in your possession scoring yep. points. Yeah, and I think you ended up punting twice. So once, think, yeah, we punted. Once during yeah, the we. Game and, so uh, one one of the times was we were uh, backed up close to, um, you know, yeah, to our own goal line. Yeah, he was punting from the end zone. I want to say. Yeah, he he definitely did. We um, I, I can't remember. I, I didn't even get a chance to ask Luke, but it, he went to go toss the ball. And he, we actually put the ball on the ground. We fumbled it. Um, we wound up re- recovering it, but it wound up pushing us from, like, first and 10 to, like you know, almost like second and 17. And we just, you know, that was one of the times when we had to punt. Um, we did do a, a, a poor job of uh, uh, catching a punt that really put us in a bad situation. It might have been the same one. I can't recall. But, um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I mean, every time we touched the ball, we, we, we were scoring or at least moving yeah, the ball. So I think it was, you were six for six at one time, six possessions, six scores. Yeah. Of course, one being a field goal. But uh, and then I think seven for eight maybe ended up seven for nine during the course of the game. So uh, uh, I, I'd say where do you sign for that each game? So, yeah, I mean, uh, if, if, if that's the case, yeah, we'll, we'll sign on a dotted line right now. But, um, I, you know, Tony, it was uh, – it was just it was refreshing you know what i mean i think at the end of the day that's for me it was refreshing to just see our kids play the way that i know they're capable of playing you know you know keith and i would talked about you know we have we do have a young team we don't have many seniors you know we're still you know even though luke landry did such a great job he's still only in his fifth game of starting at quarterback that's not like a ton of experience underneath You're his right belt that. um and that's to say for a lot of these guys so uh it, it just it was nice to see this thing come together um you know i, I thought we were able to complement 
from a play calling standpoint, we were able to do all the things that we wanted to do because we stayed we stayed ahead of the the down. You know, I mean, uh-huh. it, it you know it, when when we went to first down and ten and we picked up three, that's huge for us because that that you know second and seven or there's a lot of plays that we have on our play call sheet. You know, in the past four weeks, you know, us not being able to get into positive you know, three yards, four yards, or five yards was really what's been, you know, kind of, I guess, our Achilles heel where the other night we didn't have that issue. Um, Our play-action game has been great all season, but it was really in full effect, you know, on Friday. We were able to – I mean, they they had – they really were on their heels the whole night, to be honest with you. There was nothing really that they felt pretty comfortable in and what we were doing. Um, They just were playing, you know, playing off and just couldn't couldn't find a rhythm. There was only one time that they actually defended the play-action well – um, and Luke had to scramble to the sideline, and he's you, you love this about a, a quarterback. He's always got his eyes downfield, but sometimes they yell at him to stop having his eyes downfield and just take what the defense is giving you. Stop yeah. trying to make that big throw. Uh, it was close, probably about midfield um, when it happened, and I was actually concerned he was he, he was getting ready to get rocked. And it, it, I mean, yeah, dude, the Calvary was coming because he was just squeezing that ball, squeezing that ball, hoping that somebody would just pop open. And that's just, you know, inexperience, but also being a playmaker. You know what I mean? He's he's done it for so long, you know, in his young career, uh, you know, not obviously at the varsity level that he just feels that way that he can do it. And you, you hate trying to take that away from him, but there's a balance between, all right, there's a, there's a time and a place for everything. And this is like, dude, just go get a six yards right here. Yeah, and learn how to slide too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, slid, he slid a couple times, but yeah. – uh, but I tell you, um, the other one, too, that was a big play was Jack Chauvin continuing his route uh, all the way across the field. And Luke Wanda, we were, did a, uh, you know, we did a play action off of it. It was pretty covered pretty pretty well. But Luke wound up finding Jack. Jack continued his route, finding the open hole. And Jack had a big run, I want to say close, I mean, a big catch for, you know, 20 yards or 25 yards or something like that. Um, but he scrambled well too, as well. Luke did a good job with that. But, you know, the running the game, the running game was really what went, went going and, you know, we were able to do that without Denim, you know, and that's another thing. I mean, Denim barely even played for us, you know. I mean, yeah. his ankle was kind of banged yeah. up. He it tried coming. Like he in. got back into the he game did. for he, a few plays. He did, and then we just pulled him out. Um, he okay. just wasn't ready to go. But, you know, he's such a complimentary back because, I mean, he's so – He's he's really good. Um, he's so 190, 200 pounder too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and he just he's got great vision. You know, he's got a good little fast twitch about himself. Uh, he's not like a super explosive guy, but he just sees it well. And you know, we're running through tackles. I mean, that's that's important. At, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, yeah. other about everybody else has been doing it to us. It's now time for us to start doing it to other people. And you know, just running. Good time too. With no, District you ain't right kidding. Here at the doorstep. Yep, no anyway, doubt. Coach, let's go ahead and take right. our first break, and we'll come back and talk a little bit about the Blue Gators. Who you should next opponent also at uh, Panther Stadium. You're listening to Kane Radio, CHS Coaches Show. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Coaches Show right after this. Hi, I'm Tony Landry for Gulf America Wire Rope in Catholic High School. And at Gulf America Wire Rope is an all-field service company which is dedicated to speedy customer service and technical leadership. Gulf America Wire Rope is owned and operated by brothers Jed and Drew LeBlanc, both CHS graduates. Their knowledge and leadership skills were obtained through CHS has brought them success in the business world. Go visit Jed and Drew at their Broussard location, and they're always ready to talk CHS sports. And remember, go Big Red. B&L Engine Service is in need of two diesel technicians who are experienced in repairing and servicing 18-wheelers. You must have your own tools, transportation, and a clean driving record. Pay is dependent upon experience. Benefits include employee health care, holiday pay, and vacation pay. Call 
337-365-2111 for more information. Once again, call 337-365-2111. It's Armentor Jewelers, your hometown jewelers, for all the latest fashion ideas in jewelry, watches, and diamond engagement rings. At Armentor Jewelers, we specialize in custom designs, remounting your older jewelry into something brand new. Graduation rings, traditional and unique for all area schools. Affordable fashion jewelry and watches. Service, quality, and value. Always at Armentor Jewelers. Dale Street in New Iberia and Park Lafayette. Armentor Jewelers for the special moments in your life. Catholic High School is dedicated to the development of 4th through 12th grade students through academic excellence and Christ-centered values rooted in caring discipline, compassion, and zeal. CHS offers a variety of classes to serve all students, including band, photography, dual enrollment college credit courses, as well as 14 sports for male and female students. Call us today for your personal tour and visit www.chspanthers.com for more details. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Freeman's Food and Furniture has been locally owned and operated since 1941. With their 18,000 square foot showroom floor, Freeman's Furniture Store is certain to have what you're looking for. Need a comfortable mattress? Tempur-Pedic and Sealy are like no other, and they're only available at Freeman's. With 60-month interest-free financing, you couldn't sleep better. Freeman's Food and Furniture Complex, located on the corner of Hopkins and Admiral Doyle Drive, right here in New Iberia. Visit Freeman's soon. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. Welcome back to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And, Coach, uh, of course, it's here. District uh, games are here. Of course, uh, you take on the Blue Gators uh, at Panther Stadium uh, Friday night, kickoff at 7 o'clock. Kane Radio will be there to broadcast the game. And uh, maybe it's uh, payback time for the Panthers. Of course, I had some tough luck with them the last couple of years. And yep. uh, it's uh, hopefully uh, Catholic High played like they did Friday night, uh, put another W on the board. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I did, but before we get to – I know you want to talk a lot about the Blue Gators and, um, and and how things have been over the course of the last two years. But I do I do want to say we, we, we talked about, you know, everybody gets enamored about scoring points. But – Really, the you know for me besides the offensive line, I mean we got to give credit to the defense. I mean the defense sure. played fantastic, um, you know, and then we had a big explosive play with Jaden Mitchell in the end of the game with the pick six for a touchdown. You know we just haven't had those type of plays defensively or you know previous two years that we're now starting to make those type of plays. And you know we played fast, we played downhill, and you know what we were more than anything we were gang tacklers. You know that's that's what we were on Friday night. So uh, big congratulations to Coach O, you know, putting a game plan together. And um, and getting those defensive guys going, so I uh, wanted to give credit to the defense because they definitely deserved it too. It was very complimentary football from all three phases of the game. Uh, you know, talking about ascension, man. Um, you know, we, we've had our struggles. You know, in year one, you know, we lose twenty eight fourteen. We squander two opportunities on the 
you know, inside the five-yard line twice that yeah. would have really changed the outcome. If you remember that first game, they jumped up to a 21 nothing lead, I think, within the first, like, ten minutes of the game. Yeah. Um, and then we wound up, you know, we gave up a fake field, field goal for a touchdown, and it was 20, you know, thing we wanted to be in 28 nothing. We clawed ourselves back into the game. We wound up getting 14 on the board, squandered, I get, you know, two 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 opportunities scoring opportunities and we wound up losing that game 28-14 and then we backdoored with losing that game losing to Lauraville 12-10 uh the following week but um you know we've played Ascension now three times uh we're 0 and 3 against them the 28 yeah, the playoff game last year yeah, too. Had, yeah and that was you know I tell you what I thought you know considering all circumstances you know we were a 7-6 ball game you know at halftime against that team you know playing fairly well offensively and defensively um but they've had our number so you know this is definitely you know, kind of uh, licking our wounds from the past and then now, you know, giving ourselves an opportunity to go out there and compete against them again at home. You know, coming off this big victory is going to be huge for us. You know, keys to success is going to be real simple. we got to limit the opportunities of their offense because their quarterback is very special. Um, he's a really good player. Um, you know, he's probably the type of kid that Luke Landry possibly will be like in his over the course of his three years, you know, here at Catholic High. Um, you know, he's been starting for them for, I think, the last three years, and he's done a really good job of leading that team and leading that offense. Um, he's had some really good counterparts around him. Um, you know, Austin Mills, number seven uh, for them, for them is a good, a very, very good high school receiver. Um, you talk about the adjustment that Jack made on the ball on Friday night. It seems like he makes those adjustments all the time on Fridays that he plays in. Um, they got another, a, a tight end, uh, number six. I don't know his name. Um, but he's a big, tall, long kid that can go up and get a ball. And, uh, he's a, he's definitely a, a vertical threat. And also somebody that's going to create some mismatches on some on some linebackers, and then they have some other guys, you know, just on, within the offense at the receiver position. Number eleven is another young man that that can you know do some things that are pretty special. Um, run game wise, it's nothing, you know, it's nothing special. It's everything to keep you honest. They're going to run zone. They're going to run a little bit of speed option at you. Uh, they're going to run trap. They're going to run dart. Um, but I mean, really, everything is predicated off of what the quarterback does. So the objective for us is is to play great defense by playing great offense. You know, if we can control the clock, take four minutes to five minutes to six minutes off the clock and score, not just take four and five minutes and not score, but take those take that time and score. That'll limit their opportunities, and that's going to help us not get into. You know, we're not going to make this a sprint. We're going to make this a marathon for them. Have to, you know, they're going to have to feel the the pressure of. You know, we're not going score for score. You know, and then, you know, we're only taking two minutes off the clock. That's not the intent of our game plan. And I, you know, it's not like we can't share that because I mean, I think they would know that anyway. We're built around running the ball, so we're going to try to you know feed the ball to our our running back crew, and hopefully our offensive line can continue to do what they did this like this past week and uh you know keep their quarterback on the sideline but everything goes through him he's a good player yeah they don't have that big monster tackle they had last no year they, no they don't yeah i can recall but they do have a lock of the middle they do have a big fellow too he's he's a uh i think he's a 300 pounder he's almost like six four he's not nearly he's not that kid you know but that's not taken yeah, away maxie from his away, yeah maxie was his name yeah 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 he was a, he was a good player and they had some other good players too up front i mean they had some like i said i mean he was he was hard to miss because of his size but they had some other guys that i thought honestly were a little bit better technique wise on the defensive line than him they just didn't have the same size so they're definitely on the defense you know they're going to give us a four-man front you know with two linebackers and an overhang 
uh, to the to the higher number receiver side. It's going to be interesting to see if they're going to play us too high or if they're going to play us in a one-high safety look. I'm thinking because of what we've been able to do from the passing game, they're going to probably give us a too high or at least give us a mix and match of it, maybe rolling down a safety late or, or rocking him back late. You know, just be interesting to see how they do. But I don't think they're changing the integrity of who they are, their defense. Um, just for us, they've been doing it over the last four weeks. I don't see why they would do it. I think it's what they're comfortable in doing. Um, you know, we have some things that I think we could take advantage of uh, with the way that they do things. But, um, you know, more than anything, it's going to be come down to just can we can we set the line of scrimmage again, you know, on both sides of the ball, D-line-wise and offensive line-wise. It'd be nice for you to rush for another 200 yards. Yeah, that'd and, be great. Uh, in regard to uh, against the Ascension Episcopal Blue Gators. And, uh, you know, as you're speaking, I was looking up, uh, I don't know who, I'm not familiar with uh, – who they might have uh, played through the course of yeah, uh, so they've play- so the last a few weeks. I know they were defeated uh, by, as everybody has been, it seems like, Vermillion mm-hmm. Catholic. Yeah, VC beat them. Um, Patterson uh, beat them. Um, they beat West St. John. Um, and then they've also played, um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank, Patterson, uh, yeah. Bro, uh, Bro Bridge. And there's one other team that they played that I can't remember. I can't recall who they played. Yeah. Um, well, like you said, VC, uh, uh, along v- with uh, Patterson and Brobridge Bridge. and uh, West St. John. Yeah, but they got they're, they're in their sixth game, so they had one more that I can't remember who they played. But they were, they started off the season zero and four, and they got a win this past week against West St. John. Okay. Um, they've they've they they have been notorious for scoring points. Right. But they've also been notorious for giving up a ton of points. Really? I mean, it was a shootout against Patterson. I want to say it was like 62 to 50-something. Um, yeah, they, they beat West St. John this past fr- uh, Friday night, 42 to nothing. Of course, they play Catholic High uh, with regards to uh, this coming Friday night. They're, other, they're one and four also. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, looking at their schedule here. I'm trying to finish it up here. Uh, here, looking at my phone here. Uh, they... Uh, they lost to uh, Plaquemine. Oh, that's right. Yeah, eighteen Plaquemine. to sixteen. They lost to VC forty-eight twenty-four. They lost to Patterson sixty-nine to fifty-two. They lost to Brobridge twenty-eight twenty-one. And their first win, like yours, yeah. was this past uh, Friday against West St. John. That's for the former uh, second ward team back that's in right. the day. Uh, they consolidated. I think some smaller schools possibly uh-huh. and. Uh, course they're on the western side of the river compared That's right. to east st john correct and uh, they uh so uh and i'm looking at the points they've given up coach 48 69 28 and zero but uh Anyway, that's a lot of points. to give up a lot of points uh, yeah. defensively. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, the, the, their team is built around their offense and their ability to score, and they can score quickly. You know, they got plenty enough guys that are capable of doing that. Uh, we mentioned about number seven, number six, uh-huh. their quarterback, um, and, they, and they got other guys too as well. Um, they've been in a lot of games, you know. I mean, yeah. similar similar to kind of our situation, you know. I mean, the VC score is misleading, you know, even though that they scored – you know, VC scored 48. I mean, that was a tight ball game, really, all the way to the end of the game. And really, they had a chance of beating VC. You know, if they could have done similar to what we were hoping we could have done, which is jump out on early on. I mean, they had some opportunities. They squandered them um, early on. But, um, but I mean, they, you know, 
they have the ability to score, and they've been in every game that they've played in. It hasn't been like they've just, you know, haven't been able to do anything from an offensive standpoint. So that's what makes them scary. But, you know, like I said, the, the goal is to try to limit the opportunities that they have on offense by, you know, us controlling the clock. Yeah, they, they have scored 24 against Vermillion Catholic, 52 against Patterson, yeah. and uh, 21 against Brobridge. So uh, uh, it should be an interesting game. Uh, of course, uh, kickoff, 7 o'clock. Uh, uh, anything you need to tell the fans, you know, since people last week homecoming well, was a little bit different. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, just come on out, bring more people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just keep packing it in. I mean, this is a big game for us. Um, you know, this is this is a game that you know you you start on the the winning side of this. I think this will just carry us into the rest of our district. So, um, you know, the the community was you know in full force uh, last Friday. So I'm expecting the same thing. I know they were excited about Friday's win. So I'm sure we're gonna have more people in the stands. Um, the biggest thing that I will say about Ascension is you know their punter and kicker. You know they they are like you know having their own offense or defense out there. Just those yeah, two they, individuals. They, I mean, they cross midfield, get into the thirties and forties. Yeah, the young kid Woodring. Uh, yeah, last they, year he kicked a fifty-six yard against the Panthers, and he he had room to spare on that kick too. We were, I was talking to Coach John Michael, our special teams coordinator, and we we were kind of just saying like to me they're already kind of starting with twelve points. You know, simply because of the fact that, you know, if they get past the 50 and they get in the 40, they got a great chance of kicking a field goal for three. You know, um, and, and it's going to be hard for us to stop them. You know, <laughs> if we stop them, you know, at the 50-yard line and they're playing in the minus side of the field, then I tell you what, then we, we, we are the real deal and everybody in the state needs to be watching out. But I think that's a little bit unrealistic well, on just what they're, what, what they're capable of doing. I mean, we definitely have a good defense and can stop them. But um, their punter is exceptional. He flips field position like, no other so we're not going to get favorable spots like we did kind of against Eunice um you know in some of the other games that we've played uh we're gonna have to be great you know and making sure that we don't lose yardage on the from a punt return standpoint um be smart with the ball in the air they do a good job covering on punt um but field goal I mean you know like I said I mean you know when you can when you can constantly just put points on the board whether it's touchdowns or not that that goes a long way I mean you know the Saints game last night was or yesterday was a great example of that so Anyway, Coach, let's go ahead and take our next break. Come back and talk a little bit about, uh, for a few moments, about the homecoming and other activities at Catholic High with other sports. You're listening to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio. We'll be back right after this. Looking for a quick and easy no-hassle loan? Look no longer and go visit Sherlow or Ruby at Allstate Credit. The good folks at Allstate Credit are willing to help you with a small loan. They will treat you as a special and personable customer because they've been serving New Iberia for almost a half a century. So stress no longer. Come visit Sherlow or Ruby at Allstate Credit at 1112 Center Street or call them at 364-4538. Allstate Credit all the time. Catholic High School is dedicated to the development of 4th through 12th grade students through academic excellence and Christ-centered values rooted in caring discipline, compassion, and zeal. CHS offers a variety of classes to serve all students, including band, photography, dual enrollment college credit courses, as well as 14 sports for male and female students. Call us today for your personal tour and visit www.chspanthers.com for more details. 
The tradition continues. Hi, I'm Donald Hennigan with Hennigan Team Dentistry. I, along with my entire team, have served Iberia Parish and the surrounding communities for the past 39 years. I'm happy to announce that my daughter, Dr. Abigail Hennigan Daly, has just recently joined us as a dental associate. Together, we commit to offering the best possible dental care in a relationship of trust and confidence. Call our office today at 364-2156 and allow us to change the way you feel about dentistry. Go Panthers! We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. Welcome back to the CHS Coaches Show. I'm your host, Tony Landry, along with head football coach and AD Scott Wadney. And Coach, uh, homecoming last week. I know there are a lot of other sports going on, yep. but uh, give us a little update with some of those others. Uh, congratulations, Ruthie Helms, on being crowned queen of 2022 uh, homecoming. Uh, very much deserved. I taught her as a sophomore, an excellent student, just a wonderful human being. Um, and congratulations to all the girls and young ladies that made uh, homecoming court. Um, again, Coach Aaron Robinson, who's the head of our student activities, did a great job with all the festivities that went on from Monday all the way till Friday. So big shout-out to her. I do have uh, an update on girls, uh, excuse me, on volleyball right. um, from Coach Gary Westcott. They're currently sitting 12-7. and seven. They start district this week versus St. Martinville uh, on Tuesday at home. They're currently the number 13th seed. Uh, they got a huge win against Ascension Episcopal, uh, led by Anna Kate Minville and Madison Broussard in the middle. These are just some statistics uh, for over over the course of the season. Kill, Sanaya Rahim, 125. Madison Broussard, 124. Anna Kate Menville, 95. Uh, hitting percentage, Anna Kate Menville, uh, 376. And Madison Broussard, 340. Assist, Laura Lepre, 266. And Reese Mulbear, 178. Diggs, Madeline Claus, 251. And Sanaya Rahim, 126. Blocks, Madison Broussard, 26. Anna Kate Menville, 21. And aces, Reese Mulbear, 27. Amelie Trappe, 27. And Laura Leapery, 26. So congratulations to our volleyball team um, as they get ready to head into district play. Uh, we have our game on Friday night against Ascension Episcopal. Looking forward to seeing everybody there. Uh, I'll have a swimming update probably next week and a cross-country update. I know that Coach Brew and them competed in Cade in the Shade, which was hosted at Ascension Episcopal this week. So I'll get information about how that went for uh, next radio show. All right. Well, Coach, uh, let's go to the end of the show here. Uh, and appreciate it. Look forward to doing the game. The Kane Radio will broadcast the game uh, Friday night with a 6.30 airtime and a 7 o'clock kickoff. Good luck to you. Bring another W home. Yes, sir. And, uh, Thank you. Get that district schedule uh, yep. lined up. That's right. Thank anyway, you, Tony. Anyway, Coach, uh, as always, uh, you're listening to the CHS Coaches Show here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And uh, the CHS Coaches Show was brought to you in part by Armitage Jewelry, Gulf America Wild Rope, Amaris Power Sports, Sester Wealth Management, the Landscape Ranch, Freeman's Furniture, Allstate Credit, R&R Glass, Coca-Cola, Hennigan Team Dentistry, the UPS Store, Catholic High School, Mustin Patu, United Companies, B&L Engine Repair, and Seahorse Manufacturing. And with that, we'll say good night and God bless. 
BNL Engine Service is in need of two diesel technicians who are experienced in repairing and servicing 18-wheelers. You must have your own tools, transportation, and a clean driving record. Pay is dependent upon experience. Benefits include employee health care, holiday pay, and vacation pay. Call 337-365-2111 for more information. Once again, call 337-365-2111. 